Welcome, anxious humans. I'm Stacey Sorgen, and this is the Anxious Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you are a warrior, an overthinker, someone who plans for every option and iteration of life, you are in the right place. In each episode, we'll explore what makes us unique, weird, and awesome, and how it might be exactly what helps us succeed as entrepreneurs. What if our so-called flaw is actually a tremendous gift and attribute? Let's dig deeper. It's nice to meet you. Hello, anxious entrepreneurs. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait for you to meet today's guest. Her name is Heather Smith. She is one of my very best friends in the entire world. She is nerdy. She is awesome. She is so fun and such a fantastic and interesting person. I really think you're going to love getting to know her. So without further ado, here is the incredible Heather Smith. Oh my gosh. I am so excited that you're here, Heather. I have wanted to do, you know that I've wanted to do a podcast with you, like host a podcast with you forever. Yes. So now to be here talking to you and like have this opportunity, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, Me too. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm so excited too. Um, So would you tell the anxious entrepreneurs a little bit about what it is that you do? Because your work is a little bit different, but it's awesome. You're you're kind of an intrapreneur, which we're going to talk about today, working your way up inside of a business. But I'd love to hear just about what you do, who you are, where you're from. I love I love that term, intrapreneur. I love that. I didn't have a word for what I was trying to do until I heard you say that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I am a Midwest transplant to Seattle. I've been here for, actually, I don't know anymore. I think, (laughs) I think I've been here for 16 years or maybe 17. I really don't, honestly, I lost count. Um, I am lead editor for the Q13 morning news show. So that's five and a half hours of live news. My job is to make the words match the pictures basically. Um, But it's, it's rewarding work. Some days are harder than others. Um, especially as of late, but I like my job and I had to kind of figure out how to tap into creative things because sometimes what I do can't, is not very creative. So that was fun. That, that was a, that was a interesting thing for me to have to do, but I'm glad I did it because it made me kind of appreciate, especially around this time last year when everything hit, it made me appreciate having a full-time job. Um, and then the ability to tap out creative things within that. For sure. I can't imagine how difficult it must be to be inside of and processing the news as it comes to light, to have that sort of pressure on your shoulders to bring the news to the people and package it in a way that sometimes, I know sometimes it leaves you susceptible to seeing things and hearing things Mm -hmm. that are hard oh, yeah. to process because no one knows them yet, just you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's hard to kind of figure out how to share that information when you're still taking it in. So sometimes there's a lot of, I'm in work mode, and then after work is when you process. Do you find that you have to compartmentalize like that a lot in the in the work that you do? I do. I do. And I think 
that was never more uh, prevalent. It's it's actually when I started working out with you that first time when we were working out five days a week, you got to see a lot of that decompression. And there were a lot of days when you were met with, ah, and I was handed a sledgehammer and pointed towards a farm tractor tire, you know, some of the best decompression has been dealt with me or has, has been done with me in your presence. So I appreciate, thank you for that. (laughs) My pleasure. I'm always happy to invite people to hit stuff let go of some of those heavy emotions and, and the help. Do you want to hit something today? If you want to hit stuff, yeah, we can hit stuff. That's my Stacy impression. You want to hit stuff? Yeah, we can hit stuff. That I think would be an awesome impression of me. Also, if you could do some really bad dancing, that would be. Um, no, no, there's no bad dancing because you know what? You sold it, Stacy. You sold it. You, you sell it because nobody, nobody, you sold it with your face. <laughs> nobody can tell you, you don't know what you're doing. They don't know. I had, I had, I think I was probably seven or eight years old when I had a dance teacher tell me that nobody knows if you're, if you sell it, they'll believe you sell it with your face. Yes. I'm so glad that your dance teacher taught you that because <laughs> then you taught me that. And I am sure to commit with my face whenever dancing. Yep. yep. <laughs> People will be like, look at her. She knows she's gone. She's going. You go. See, there you go. Nobody you've convinced them the you know what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All about the face. So tell me about when you were younger. Did you have a lot of creative outlets then? And like what's your favorite creative outlet? Did you hang on to any of those into adulthood? Well, you know, I get my creativity from my mother. And so there are things that she taught me as a kid that other friends didn't have their mothers teach them that, you know, at seven years old, I could play backgammon (laughs) because that's something my mother enjoyed. I could cross stitch. I could sew. I could do all of these neat things that I didn't realize everybody else, not everybody could do. So I've always been, I've always been the kid to, to, rumble around in boxes and come up with my own Halloween costumes as a 45 year old woman. I'm still doing that. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> you know, the best Halloween costumes. And it's just, it's just always something that, that, that need to craft and be crafty is just something I've always had always. And it's just something I get from my mom right now. She's in lockdown in Vegas. <laughs> well, she's been there for a year. When I tell you, the number of puzzles she's done, not just done, but like, and then gotten in the car, gone to the craft store. She's matted and glued. Like she's got a whole big box ready to send to my brother because he just moved into a house and he's a huge car aficionado. So she's done a bunch of old car puzzles. I I think she showed me four of them the other day. So that just need to be crafty and do stuff with my hands and make things. I made blueberry muffins yesterday for no reason because it'd been a while since I baked something. I get that from my mom, that need to just be creative and create with what you have just around you. I love that about you so much. Always, you know, just your creative spirit and just thinking about things in a way that I would not think about things, you know, like you're... uh, attention to detail doing things like cross stitching (laughs) i i love it i would never have the patience to sit there and do something so like 
detail oriented and small. And I just love that you do that. It can be so frustrating. It can be so, so frustrating when you're unraveling something for the fifth time because you just weren't looking at it right. But that's okay because it's just I, the next one I'm going to do, there's a, a meme of a cross stitch and it says you should be worried about me because this is patient. This is this shows you that I have the patience to stab something a thousand times or something like that. <laughs> I want to get that and put it in my edit bay at work just to be like, read that. Okay, now back out slowly. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you being an entrepreneur and what that has meant to you. What does that look like to you as you try to grow? Well, a couple of years ago, I was feeling very um, underpaid and unappreciated at work. And um, I was just miserable. And I, I had to figure out how to, in that instance, kind of get that, that creativity back somehow. I didn't know how to. So I just started to look on the internet because internet, right? And so I decided, well, I'm going to have to, maybe I'm going to have to start freelancing. So I bought a camera and I started teaching myself how to use that. And through word of mouth and through friends that, want to see me succeed. I did some fun, some fun things. I, I did. I, I shot a, I shot a, well, I, before I got my camera, I um, called in a favor to uh, a coworker and he shot something for me that I did for you. That was so nerve wracking, but it was so awesome. It was so, so awesome. And I was just, I've never been more scared to see somebody's reaction to something in my life. <laughs> you did such an amazing job. And I love that. I was, um, you know, that day was like your directorial debut. It was, it was and it was awesome terrifying, to that. but it was just so neat to be able to do something and put my name on it and said, I, I did that, that, that was me. And so then after that, I ended up with a couple of other freelance things that were completely my own. And, um, some of that was frustrating. So I know how now not to do things, but it's, it was a learning experience. I learned from that. And then, um, so I continued to try to freelance, but then I also tried to bring some of that creativity into my job and I came up with a deal with my boss. And I, I said to him, if I pitch stories and these stories get picked up and anchors actually, or reporters want to do them, can I be the one to edit, to edit those stories? But to do so, I would need a whole day out of the normal hustle and bustle. He didn't even blink an eye and said yes, which I didn't think was going to happen. But in his mind, it was me contributing to the content that we put out there. And he's like, you're pitching stories that our reporters want to get behind. So I will get behind you and support you in bringing this part of creativity back to your daily job. I was blown away. And the thing is, I'm still doing it. I just, one of my, my stories, um, there's a woman in, Mason County, her name is uh, Shelly Ann Kearns, and she's Jamaican, and she's farming in rural Washington, which is amazing, but it can also be kind of dicey and frustrating because, you know, once you get out of Seattle proper, the racism can get a little thicker. And that's what she's dealing with. And I wanted to get her story out there because she's just a woman trying to live her life and feed everybody and make sure that people that are undernourished or live in places that are um, 
what do they call those food, food deserts, food, food deserts. Yeah. Food, food deserts. She's making sure that they are, are taken care of. So with her CSA program, she's providing a free box for every box that somebody pays for. And so I wanted to get her story out there and it was, it turned actually into a little bit of a challenge because we didn't send a photographer out. Our master gardener, Tim Joyce, who's amazing, did a zoom interview with her, but we didn't send any photographers out there. So I had to take all of the video from her Instagram page with her permission, of course, but that was just kind of a kink in the road, but it, it made it, it was four minutes of getting her story out there. And I was so, so happy. And she loved it. She sent me a text message the day it aired. She was just like, thank you so much. I, I, I appreciate this so much. And I just, just listen. So, you know, I pitched this story in November and I've been talking about you since then. And Tim did the interview. So I really, really did everything I could to get this story out there and boost your signal. And she, when I hear somebody like she should have no idea who I am but she knew because I just a wanted to say hi to let her know I was out there and then she was like oh I remember Tim and yes this and here's these pictures that you can have and she was so receptive to it and so it was just I was reminded just this past week that yes it's just one thing every couple of months but I'm still making a difference and I'm still able to be creative with it so For those of you who can't see us, Heather just totally made me cry telling me about that story. <laughs> it's such a feel-good, it was such a feel-good moment, though. I mean, she's dealt with some things because of the exposure, but she's still rising to the occasion, and what she's doing is so admirable and so amazing. She quit her day job as an aviation, she was uh, an air con- an air traffic controller, I believe. Yeah. And so now she is farming full time and it's just, I'm glad that I could help and and boost her signal because what she's doing is amazing. I love that you took it upon yourself to go outside of your workplace and say like, what's going to make me happy? What's going to make me feel more creative? What's going to make me feel like my needs are being met in the world? And you freaking taught yourself by taking on projects in order to progress yourself forward. Like, you learned on your own how to use this different editing software. You learned on your own how to set up and direct and produce and do all these things so that then you could go back and push yourself ahead in your own workplace, which is amazing for you. And I'm so excited for you. And I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am. But then to be able to take what you got from that and use it to help other people do the same thing like someone who worked in air traffic control, which I hear is one of the most stressful jobs a human can have, to being able to do something like she's doing now, being able to farm, being able to help people, being able to help prevent their you know food deserts from happening, providing CSA boxes for every box that's purchased. That's incredible. And to have something like that on the news where she has the potential to reach more people who need that food as well as people who want to purchase that. What an amazing thing that you did. I, I just think this trickle, this trickle is really, really powerful when it happens. You, like owning that, you have this skill that's being underutilized and telling someone about it and them going, okay, like, let's try it out. Let's see. Way to push for that. Well, and also, honestly, a lot of my 
let's see what's going to happen. A lot of throwing things at the wall to see what's going to stick mm-hmm. comes from being Stacy adjacent. Because I have watched you. You know what? We're going to try this. Nope. We're going to pivot. We're going to try this. If you want to talk about somebody who can pivot, truly pivot and just let's get, we're going to try this. So that's not going to work. We're going to do it here. Honestly, like I have learned more about myself because of being friends with you and being adjacent to watching you do so many different things. And also you straight up looking at me in my face and being like, I would never ask anything of you if I didn't think you were capable of it. You've, you've made me push myself to realize, Oh Yeah. I actually, I can do that. So a lot of that is being Stacy adjacent. I'm going to be very, very honest. It's just, you know, what I tell people all the time is um, when I'm working with them, both as entrepreneurs or um, in like the health and wellness community is I'm just a mirror. You know what I mean? Like I, I might have a different perspective and how I view people, but it is only my goal to be a mirror and just show you what I see until you see it too. And that can go many different directions. So you having this amazing skill and doing this is all your own. I just reflected it back to you, what I saw. Right. And just uh, like, um, realizing it, realizing that I had the potential is, is that, you know, oh, okay, well, maybe she's right. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I loved so much that day when we did filming and Mark was amazing and came in and and helped with that. You were just giddy running around. And I remember that was like the first time I had seen you be that happy, that happy. And now seeing you be more giddy and more excited at work, you know, in your entrepreneurial position, it's amazing. I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see what, what's going to come of it. You know, the world is much different now. And I think we're still trying to figure out, I know as a newsroom, we're still trying to figure out what's next because, you know, they're, they're taking their, their time bringing people in and it's still kind of like, well, we don't want to send anybody out because A, B and C. So we'll see how that, how, how things go from here on out. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Do you feel like with everything happening in the world right now, I'm speaking like global pandemic and um, I I feel like Zoom like we're using right now has been awesome for allowing like a a view into people's lives and connecting people over tons of miles. We wouldn't have been able to connect before. Um, Are you utilizing a lot of these sorts of interviews right now? And and most, most of all interviews we do right now are Zoom are all zoom. So that's been another pivot because we've had to figure out, you know, sometimes zoom is not the most, uh, user friendly to use. You record a zoom meeting and then it's like, well, you know, this bit rate is off. This frame rate is off. There's lip sync, you know, and that's just, it's just all technical stuff. You know, it's behind the scenes things that you just have to kind of figure out, but there are people and companies out there that have, 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 you know, kind of, um, trial by fire figured it out as we've gone along, you know, because they did. (laughs) I just pointed at myself. I have 100% just figured out how to use a new um, tool on zoom the other day. (laughs) How how far are we into the pandemic? Seriously, seriously. I was, I was blown away when they said they were going to do consumer electronics, the consumer electronics show virtually this year. 
which is the big oh. show in Vegas with all of the everything. And so I have a friend who was, she produced one, of, like she got a new job. It's, it hasn't even been six months yet. And she was thrown, she goes, I did all of my onboarding in my house via Zoom. Everything so far has been via Zoom. And it's, it's, it's actually kind of fascinating. It's amazing the world that it's opened up. Um, it has. And that's the thing, specifically people in my field, video editors. I have um, this case in point, the Seattle Symphony, their entire season now is, is virtual. And they have one person doing all of the filming. Their editor, or not their editor, excuse me, their composer is stuck in Denmark because of the coronavirus. And so his name is Jim. He's fantastic. He's had to do all this stuff his own. And so he started to bring just freelance editors in so he can have, hey, I shot all of this. Will you cut it for me? I have spoken with him a couple of different times and they haven't had anything to give me yet, but I've had three different phone calls with um, their marketing director and then with him. And he's just like, when I have something for you, I'll give it to you. But it's right now, you know, to think the Seattle Symphony, right? It's one dude right now. <laughs> it's one guy just working so hard. <laughs> it's it's incredible. And yeah. it allows people to be in different places, different time zones, mm -hmm. different countries, allowing people to communicate. It's It's been a blessing. I was thinking, what would I have done in my business if this happened 10 years ago? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Yeah. I literally have yeah. no idea. So I'm, I'm really grateful for it, even with the hiccups that we occasionally have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we've had to learn, we, we've gone to, we do a family Zoom call every Sunday. Mm. And the, <laughs> those, those first, you know, couple were pretty funny. <laughs> I, I live for hearing about your Sunday Zoom calls with your family. <laughs> Well, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Putting the phone up to your face and yelling in it does not make me hear you more. <laughs> I've I've heard some pretty funny stories about people communicating with family. Like, Dad, maybe you want to put the phone down so you're out of the bathroom. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or just because you hold the phone away from your face, we can still hear you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Put yourself on mute if you're going to eat potato chips, you know, yes. like stuff like yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> My brother's dogs talk to him and he talks back to them. Do you do that with your dogs when they bark you? And you instead of ignoring them, you just go, what? What's wrong now? Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course yeah. we do. They're yes. telling us super important information. <laughs> Sometimes I try to interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm upset about that too. <laughs> Listen, I am still pushing for those buttons so you can teach Oliver to talk. Oh my gosh, like Bunny from... T like Bunny, yes! I adore Bunny. Bunny the Sheep Doodle. I adore her. Me too. I love when Bunny's like, I want to go play with my friends. <laughs> yes. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about on TikTok, you can follow this account where this amazingly smart dog has learned how to use these buttons that put out like a word right when you press on them so like out you know go out or and i think that's the yeah that's the one she started with she started with with the outside button just pushing it when they went outside so bunny knew outside and one day it was just like she got it i think stacy should do that with oliver 
Oliver has one button right now, and that is for outside. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But he's you smart. Know what, I, you know what, though? When we were watching him, he would go to the button and then realize he'd waited too long and then look at me and then go right to the pee pad. It's like, you waited too long again, buddy. <laughs> he'd go to the button and punch it with his nose and then look at me real fast and go right to it because he, he waited too long. Well, playing is way more fun. Than <laughs> exactly. Fun, exactly. Know? Chasing your tail. <laughs> He's playing so good at that. Way more fun. Oh, yeah. Here I am with today's shout out, our small business shout out. I'm so excited to be able to do this. I love to support small businesses. This is a small business that I've not yet even met the owner for. Her name is Lindsay Ferris and she is the owner of ferrisbuilt.net. Ferris, like F-E-R-R-I-S, built B-U-I-L-T dot net. And she sells the coolest things on her site. It began at the beginning of the pandemic as she switched into an online format like so many of us did. She creates amazing mugs and sweatshirts and t-shirts and hats and stickers. All of them benefiting awesome things, but many of them with a mental health focus, which is why I thought that it would be great to meet her and get to know her business. So if you are looking for any of these things, particularly the mental health-based items, 5% of her sales goes back to support organizations that help to support mental health. So ferrisbuilt.net. Thanks so much for all the work you do, Lindsay. Here we are back to Heather Smith. I was wondering if we could circle back a little bit to talk about your experience. You know, this is obviously the anxious entrepreneurs and you have seen me be an anxious entrepreneur for a long time. I'm wondering if anxiety ever comes up for you in your life and what it looked like. My anxiety, and I didn't realize this until probably the last couple of years. So I have, and this is the first time I think we've talked about this. I have dermatillomania. And my anxiety um, manifests itself in me picking my my one of my feet. I know that sounds really gross, and it's actually pretty gross, but it is. It's it's, and I didn't know. I said something to my mom once, and she thought she's that's kind of odd. Maybe you should say something to a doctor. And I said something to a therapist a couple of years ago about it. That you know, and she she talked you know let's talk about when that happens i said well sometimes after work i come home and i'm i'm decompressing and i'm sitting on the couch and i don't realize what i'm doing so my my anxiety manifests itself in that uh either the picking which is also in um the last couple of years i started wearing nails and so they're too thick to pick Oh, so that's been a, a, a really easy coping mechanism. What, when I have them on, I can't do anything with them. Um, that, um, I also have, I, I do have panic attacks, like actual panic attacks with the nausea and the sweating and, the. And I am also narcoleptic and, um, sometimes my anxiety can trigger that can trigger my narcolepsy. So all of a sudden, I, I, but Honestly, sometimes sleeping is a coping mechanism for me. If I'm too stressed out and I'm too anxious and I don't know what to do, I just go take a nap. And when I am in, if I'm around someone that I trust, letting them know that I'm in that space is actually 
a good thing. It helps me kind of talk through it, but only if I'm around somebody that I trust. Like if I'm at work, I'm, I can't say anything to anybody. You know, if I'm at home and my fiance is here, I can say something to him and he'll say, okay, so let's take two steps back. What are we doing? We don't need to do this right now. We can take our time, you know, and, and just as I've gotten older and I realized that a lot of people suffer from anxiety, it's okay to talk about it because for years I never told anybody and it, cause I didn't, I didn't truly know what it was like why all of a sudden am I sick to my stomach and and I'm sweating and I you know my I've got this like my hands are shaking and I can't figure out I can't think my way out of what's happening Washington state is legal so you know I'm THC CBD friendly over here (laughs) let's just be honest The weeds, oh my gosh, never have I found anything that works so good with my brain. I don't do narcotics. I'm not a narcotic person. Um, you know, painkillers, just this has never been my thing. But weed works for my brain for so many different things. Anxiety, insomnia, just, yeah, so... I love it so much. I love that you found these options and tools that work for you. And I love seeing you lean into some of the other awesome things that you've been doing too, like um, doing more body work, you know, with people, um, speaking to people who are amazing healers in your community, mm-hmm. reaching out to um, people that just can t- help to support your physical body and your mind and, you know, your spirit. I feel like right now, probably I've got the best care team I feel like I've ever had. And I know it sounds weird to call them a care team, but they are. And honestly, you are part of that. You, over the last two years, you have become somebody that I talk to almost daily. I don't, I I don't um, hide anything, which sometimes is bad for you. Because <laughs> you get all of it unfiltered. But just in the past two years, you have just become this constant. I'm so okay. thankful for you. And I love that you don't hide anything because I don't either. I think that that's just a natural thing is that if I feel comfortable with you, if I feel secure with you, if I have faith in you, I'm going to be honest <laughs> whether you want me to or not. Like, I, and that's I amazing. You know? There, there definitely is, I think for me, let me know if this is true for you too. I do compartmentalize and I do what you were just saying. You know, there's some people in my life who just get the Instagram highlight reel. Yeah, things are good. Everything's awesome. You know, and then those closest to me know that I also have panic attacks, that I also struggle with anxiety. And I have for such a long time, but I was never vocal about it. This is like... This is like, you know, I came out of the closet a long time ago when I was 21, but then it was like coming out of another closet, like this anxiety closet, letting people know like, yep, I, I have this, I'm, I'm going through this. Um, and like, honestly, right now, like, I don't know who, ca- I, I don't care who knows is what I was going to say. I don't care who knows. Even, even before we got to know each other as well as we know each other now, you've always been real. You've always shown your realness and your vulnerability right because that makes you because i've i've i have you're so much more so okay let's go back when you were just (laughs) a personal trainer to me all right when you were that when that when that's what you were i have been through so many of them and they've all 
been and acted as though they were superhuman. You were the first one that was vulnerable. Like, yeah, I struggled just like you do. And it was just like, huh, okay, tell me more. <laughs> and I have got to know this amazing advocate who's one of my very best friends. So, you know, that's, I, I think we need more of that. We need more realness. We need more of, yeah, you know what? I do this, but I also suffer from anxiety, you know, because that's in the day of, in the day and age of social media, where everything is an Instagram story, you know, I want realness. I want to know that yeah. the people that I'm giving my energy to, I want realness there. I want, I want, I want humility and vulnerability and just real. I'm with you. Like the, the curated component of yeah. social media. Yeah. Really I'm over tough. that. And I, I find myself playing that comparison game too much. Mm-hmm. I have to limit my exposure. You know, I, I love, and I, and I block to, I am pulled or magnetized to the people who are just showing up being unapologetic about who they are, how their minds work, who they love what they like to dress like, what they look mm-hmm. like, and just owning it and showing up 100% as themselves in the world. I love those people. And I am hoping, <laughs> anxious entrepreneurs listening, yes, be yourself. I'm hoping that's you too. Being able to show up and just, you know, fly your freak flag. <laughs> well, and that's the thing though, as you get older, it's kind of sad that as you get older, that's something you have to learn. At least I did. I, it's something that I had to learn because I, you know, at a very young age was reminded or was told that however I was being me was not okay. I've always been a little weird and I've always been a weirdo and I've always been like the odd man or the odd girl out. You know, I've always kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. I grew up in Nebraska, a black gamer girl. So I was up, I'm, I'm black and I like to play video games and I like, you know, zombies and as my mom says dead things and so I've always stuck out like a sore thumb and you think there's something wrong with you until you realize that water finds its own level and then you find all of these awesome people that are like what no that's cool you're cool we love you just the way you are and it's just like what hell yeah (laughs) I mean I am marrying the biggest geek I know (laughs) I love all these things about you. You know, it's, it's, it blows my mind to hear you talk about what it was earlier in life that you felt like made you different or made you like, not like everyone else or like made you stick out with the sore thumb, right? Those are all the things that I look at you now and I'm like, I absolutely love that. Well, and and those are the things that last time you were in my car, I made a playlist for you (laughs) with all of your favorite songs. You know what I mean? So amazing. (laughs) And that's the thing. It was just, it was what people were telling me wasn't okay. Oh, well you listen to punk rock and you're black. That's not okay. Well then screw you. Don't hang out with me. You know, it was everything that I was being told I was doing wrong. So then I just leaned more into that. You know what? You tell me I shouldn't do it. Oh, I'm hold my beer. Hold my beer. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it so big and so loud just because you tell me I shouldn't be doing it. I think every person that passed up on the opportunity to hang out with you so that I got that opportunity (laughs) to hang out with you because you are the 
the absolute best of the best, the funniest person that I've ever met in my entire la- life. You make me laugh every single day, every <laughs> single day. <clears throat> I, I love um, how passionate you are about like everything that you do, whether like earlier we were talking about cross-stitch. When you send me a Marco Polo and you're like, this is the cross-stitch I'm working on. Or like, oh my gosh, listen to this song. <laughs> and you let it play. I I love all these things about you. And all I can say is that those people, they really missed out. They yeah, really missed out. I am in Aries and I passion. I don't like my mom and I, I'm trying to say my mom and I aren't very similar, but we are, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. she, I get my passion for things from my mom. The way she when she wants to do something, she jumps in feet first and gets it taken care of. And so yeah, we don't have what we're passionate about, but we do have the passion in common. That's where I get it from is her. I feel like a lot of people who I talk to who also have anxiety um, have certain things in their life that they hyper-focus on, you know? Like, it's something that they love, they can really dive into, that they feel in flow when they're doing it. And for you, that might be being creative or like having kind of pet projects or, or things that you're working on in order to, you know, grow, learn, um, like gardening lately. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing. I don't, you know, it's my fiance and I are exact opposites. I am an ENFP or J based upon my day. He is an INSTP. We are exact opposites. And it's so funny because I said to him when we were just sitting here and I said, okay, you mean to tell me that during the daytime, you don't think of 10 things that you want to do? And he looked at me, he goes, like what? I said, well, sitting on the couch, I can spot 10 things right now in this room that are part of a project that I just need to finish. You don't do that? And he looked at me and he was like, no, (laughs) I thought everybody's brain was as chaotic as mine. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is so, that is so relatable. Uh, So relatable. I'm an INFP and my wife is an ENFP, but I have anxiety. So um, (laughs) what I do when I'm stressed out and my mind is spiraling is like, I've got to get that information out somehow. I'm afraid that in the spiraling, I'll (laughs) I'll lose some of this important data about what I've got to get done. So I write lists. And last night I was just sitting, writing a list about all the different things that are happening in my head. And she was like, where are you, where are you pulling all this from? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a list maker too. Every day, every day. I have entire notebooks that are just lists, just to make lists. I'm totally serious. I have entire notebooks that they're, it's just lists, just not top five, top five names of guys you like, like just of top five men's names that you like for no reason. I have two entire books that are just, just sit down and make lists. If I don't have anything else to do, it's crazy. It feels good though, right? feels good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. I didn't realize that not everybody's brain worked that way. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you realize how different, you know, people function and how people's minds work so differently. I think that that's been awesome to learn about you is I feel like even though we have so many things in common and so many differences that like 
I can understand how your brain works and I feel like vice versa. You can understand oh, how my brain works. So I love when you're like, are you anxious about this? <laughs> well, and that's the thing I've learned with you that I need you to understand that I am totally okay. I am rolling with the punches. Like if you are anxious about it, we can do it however we need to do it. Or if that means we do it later, like I don't ever want you to think that's like when we were in the gym and Mark was asking you or Mark had the camera on you. And I said to you, ignore the camera, ignore Mark and just talk to me. Just talk to me because I knew you were like, there's a camera in my face and there's a big ass bright light over there. And I could tell that you were just, you were just moments away from like, I can't, this is enough. That's a forget. It's, it's just you and me in a room. We're just talking. Yeah. Just you yeah, and me you, in a room talking. You know me so well. You know and that's the thing. So I don't well. want you to ever think that that's not the first thing in my head. Because it always is. Because I, I just want you to be okay. And I want it to happen however you want it to happen. Same. Same. I, I love that. And I show up in the world in the same way. Like, I'm here for you. Be you. And however this needs to happen, this will happen. Um, I don't always have the same grace for myself. <laughs> but always. And that's what. Okay. So that's what we need to work on then, right? No, I'm serious. I want, I want you to really work hard on extending the grace you extend to everybody else in your, in your circle to yourself. For sure. Working on it. Because Stacy deserves all of the grace in the world. So thank you. So yes. Oh, I have some quick questions to ask you. And okay. these are our chill questions today. Okay. So <clears throat> chill questions. Just a general idea of like when you need to decompress or when you need your anxiety to subside, what do you do typically? Um, it really depends on, on how far into the anxiety I am. Sometimes I just go to sleep. Sometimes movement is involved. Sometimes music is involved. It depends on the type of, of, of anxiety. So if you had to pick a go-to song or, or maybe an artist, what would you pick? What song or artist can immediately help you feel better? Well, okay. We're going to go song. Um, Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott is a song that can pull me out of anything. Truly. Unless it's grief. If it's yeah. grief, if it's grief, if it's grief related and it's because I'm sad and grieving, it is um, No Woman, No Cry by Bob Marley. And that requires being able to sing the um, chorus out loud, as loud as I as I can. The everything's going to be all right part, and um, that started when my grandma died, because um, it, it just it just happened to be on, and I felt the need to just howl, and I did. So ever since then, it's it's those two songs when I when I'm truly. I, I just need to snap out of it. It's definitely those two songs. Such good songs and singing like that. I agree. So like, and with, with Missy Elliott, I mean, nothing Missy does makes me not want to shake my ass. So, I mean, when I need an attitude adjustment, put on some Missy. Okay. We're good. We're good. Uh, my music taste. I feel like I've regressed. <laughs> I've regressed because I listen to early 2000 hip hop every day. Every day, like T Pain, T Pain, and I need to be friends. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, just recently, uh, sorry for the quick aside, but I was just thinking when I was a kid, like riding in the car with my parents and they turn on the radio, we listened to what were called the golden oldies. And I'm okay. thinking these songs are from like a really long time ago. I grew up in the eighties. These songs were from the sixties. <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically, there's the same gap between the music from year <laughs> 2000. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. right now, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so with some Britney Spears, some T-Pain, some Missy Elliott, is the new yeah. golden oldies? <laughs> no, no, but no, the, no, on Spotify, they call them, um, they call them old school jams is what they call it. Okay. Old school jams. And I'm like, you know what? Forget y'all. These are still the jams. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Well, think about it. Nirvana and Pearl Jam, like the original Nirvana and Pearl Jam stuff that came out, that's considered, those are considered oldies now. Oh my gosh. Because Rob, my fiance said something to that effect that he, they were, he was somewhere and he heard Nirvana and there was a talk about vintage and oldies. Yeah. Some pain in my chest. <laughs> I know. I know. I felt a little, I, I, I felt a little angry. Like, shut up. <laughs> Still good stuff. <laughs> well, there's my thoughts on aging and music. Um, how right? about comfort food? Is there a food that just brings you comfort from anything that when you visit your mom, she makes that you really love? Oh my gosh. My favorite breakfast from my mother to make is grits, bacon, and eggs. Simple. Grits, bacon, and eggs. But when she makes the grits, she stands there and stirs and makes the grits. No instant grits in our house, especially if I'm going to be there. I don't know why. I don't question it. And I just, I get excited about it every single time. I want to thank you so, so much for your time, for taking the time today to talk to me. It was such a pleasure to learn more about you. I mean, We've known each other for a long time now, but there are things that I learned about you today and that's always exciting. Well, thank you for having me. This was, this has been an honor and I know how much you've wanted to do this and I'm just so proud of you. Like you've just, you say you're going to do something and you figure out how to get it done. End of story. And that's just, it's impressive and it's really neat to watch you just dominate, just be amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you for always being such an amazing support in that. Um, it's awesome to have you in my life and to call you one of my very, very best friends. You're like family, you know, you're good. Like good. Well, you, I told you what my mom said, right? The other day, she was just like, take Stacy with you. She wears makeup. I can't just take Stacy has a whole life, mom. I can't just take Stacy everywhere with me. Like <laughs> your, your mom knows me well, because she knows that. Anytime you need me, I would show up in a heartbeat. She does know that. No, she's absolutely, she absolutely does know that. But, but makeup's not my forte. <laughs> <laughs> I have fake eyelashes, you know? Hey, I'm, I'm going that route. I'm going that route. Well, thank you so much again for being here today. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time getting to know you a little bit better. Thank you well, so thank you for much. having me. I appreciate it.
I just want to say another thank you to Heather Smith. Thank you so much for showing up today with all of your honesty and all of your nerdiness. I love it. I love it 100% and I'm so grateful that you took the time. Also, I want to say a big thank you to Brad Parsons of Train Sound Studios for editing and producing this episode and also to Camille Bloom for the original music. Thanks for joining us today, anxious entrepreneurs. May you go into the world with strength, bravery, and kindness.